0: Once you've done that, you may be seated. Ah, We're going to have some fun today. The Lord loves all of us, and He is after everybody. Regardless of what you feel, He's in love with you. Amen? And so I want to encourage you today that what God has given me has encouraged me, and it's caused me to be much more thankful For his love and giving me another day, another opportunity, amen, to see him at work, not only in your life, but him at work in my life. God is good. Can anybody agree with that? Now, and I believe before we get through here today, the amen is going to be more emphatic. I'm not looking for an amen, not looking for it, but you're going to want to give him amen, that let it be so, Lord, zeal is just going to come out of you like rivers of living water. Can we agree with that? Amen. You are the object of his affection, of all of his creation. He longs for fellowship with you. He longs for it. Amen. And we know that the enemy, we're not going to give him much place, but we want to We want to let him know we're very aware of his devices. We know that he has uh, an interesting way of manipulating us to host lies and come into agreements with things that look to be factual, amen, and we'll embrace it because it looks like the facts. But there's a truth in every moment, of life. Every mo- in the moment, right now that your existence, there's a truth there that facilitates fulfillment in your life. And if you're not being fulfilled in the moment, it's because you're hosting something that appears to be true, but it's not. When you host the truth, the truth will make you free. When you embrace spirit and truth, everything changes. That's why this series on the promise is so necessary for everybody in our world amen and with all the relationships around you with all the people god has put in your path amen the message of the promise what jesus came to pay for us to experience and enjoy amen is what gives him his glory Amen. When we receive the promise and when receiving it's not just an experience, amen, but receiving it is you come into fellowship with spirit and with truth. You come into fellowship with God, and now God has access to the place of his abode, his house. You are the house of God. This is God's will that he live in our hearts. And be the king of his kingdom within us so that from us he can fill the earth with his glory. Now, your spiritual makeup, your DNA, your true identity agrees with that. You're still trying to figure it out. I'm raised my hand first. You don't have to raise your hand, but, oh, Lord, help me better understand what you're doing in me and what you're doing with the people you've placed in my path to love and to serve. Because sometimes I don't want to love them and serve them. Wow. Amen. Amen. And being honest with God about that is attractive to him. He likes us to tell the truth. Don't put a mask on it. Tell the truth. I want to be like you, Jesus, but I see so much about me in the mirror that's not like you. Help. Right. Amen. Amen. And he will suddenly come to his house when we feel after him. Amen. And so today we're talking about the weight of the name. There's not another name compared to the name of Jesus. That name is above every name, regardless of what culture you live in, what nationality you are, you are from. Amen. That name whether it's Yeshua, Jesus, Jesus, it's the name above all names. And he calls you by his name. When we're baptized into him, we have had a name change. Whatever we do in word or deed, we do it all in the name of of jesus and today before we're through here in the next few moments you're going to realize that in the name of jesus is not just something you say after you get through blessing your food in the name of jesus is not something you say after you pray for someone for healing deliverance for relationships to become back together it's not an abracadabra phrase And often we'll use that phrase so that we let everybody know, I believe in Jesus. (laughs) I just want everybody to know I believe in Jesus. No, in the name of Jesus is something much more than you just saying, in the name of Jesus. It's a lifestyle. Amen. You are the representative of Jesus Christ in the earth. Whatever you do in word or you do in deed, when you open your mouth, it's though he's talking. When you lay hands on the sick, it's though his hand's laying on the sick. Whatever you do in word or deed, you do it in Christ. Amen? In his nature, in his character, as his representative. He can't do it until we become available to him. Until we give him permission to take lordship of his house, he can't do it. The moment I agree, amen, to let him in to be the lord of his house is the moment I'm in his name. And that's the moment, amen, I start getting these downloads of what he wants to do, what he wants to say, how he wants to do it, when he wants to do it, amen, All of a sudden, oh, I'm in fellowship. I'm I'm not a robot. No, I've chose to listen and to follow him. And as I listen and I follow him, I'm in his name. He will make me. He will make you, amen, in his image. Amen, your best days are before you. Amen. And so, is it possible to effectively express Jesus' authority outside of my life without giving him authority inside of my life. And so how do we give him the lordship that he deserves in us so that he can work through us? That's where the weight of his name comes in and why we want to make sure we don't miss this very important part of, of God empowering us to be a witness, amen? As a witness, you are Christ. Galatians 4, that is your identity as a son, as a child of God. And so, uh, notice what the angel tells Joseph. This is why this is so important. Let the the, uh, life changers be challenged with this today the angel tells joseph you will give that that mary's going to give birth to a son and you're to give him the name jesus why because he will save his people from their sins we're going to give him the name jesus because he's going to save his people now he will save He will not condemn his people. His name will always represent salvation, reconciliation, grace. His name will always represent the fact that, oh, man, do you feel this? The Lord is in this place. Amen? And the evidence of his presence always gives way to his nature and his mission. Anybody want to be on the Jesus mission? Amen. Amen. And so as I follow him, I am eat up with a zeal. There's a fire inside of me that causes me passionately to want to baptize and make disciples. Why? I am in his name. And I've got to get everybody to experience the joy that's unspeakable and full of glory that I'm experiencing, the peace that passeth all understanding. Regardless of the circumstances of life, I'm eat up with thanksgiving because he loved me enough to choose me in the middle of wherever I'm at. He trusted me to be there to connect with him. And it's out of the ashes, ha. Oh. That the glory of God is is out of the trouble, the storms, the things that's not fair in life, that God reveals who he really is and we know him now like we can never know him. God is so good. You will call his name Jesus and you're called by his name for he will save his people. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I've had a few days in my life that I just wouldn't, you know, having a good day and uh, had heartburn and got was frustrated, kind of down and out and uh, felt like I needed to share my woes with everybody. And, and on that day, I was saying no to the Lord and no to him being able to save his people that he's placed in my path from their dilemma, their pain, their suffering. Because I needed everybody to know about mine. And so the Lord mercifully, gracefully let me puke out my frustrations and anxieties and depressions and ah, he let me do that. And what I got back in return wasn't really what I was looking for. You know, even though some people were burping me and trying to change my diaper and Give me a pacifier. I understand. I'll be honest with you, the guy in the mirror don't do me well at all. But when I got up the next day, I had to make a decision. You know, yesterday, that wasn't very productive. And I didn't sleep well last night. And so I made a different decision today. <sighs> Lord. Apparently, I needed everybody to look at me yesterday. But you want them to see you, so you're going to have to help me. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm instead of going and telling everybody my woes, I'm just going to tell you my woes and tell you what's going on in my life and what I feel like. And he lets us do that. We can cast all our burdens on him because he cares. He cares. Man, he cares. I mean, he wants them all. It ain't never too bad for him. Just give me everything, because I want to love on you, and then I, after you know how much I care for you, let me care for someone through you. Amen. Is this tracking with anybody? Amen. And so he gives me the experience of the promise. He refills me. I mean, in 1974, I was filled with the spirit and with fire. Man, that was a long time ago. You old? <laughs> I, I know. But you know how many times I've been refilled since then? Amen. I can't count them because I need Jesus, not just today. Amen. I feel good about him waking up in the morning because he's giving me vision. He's showing me some same things he's going to do. And while everybody else maybe in our Christian world is worried about him coming today, I'm thankful he's coming today. He's coming in a way that you can't imagine today. And he's coming because he wants to save his people from their sin. And he's coming through you and I when we willingly open up and let him come and be king of his kingdom within us. He wants his name revealed. And I get to reveal it today because I've experienced his goodness. I've experienced his grace. He's reconciled me to himself. Amen. And I've, I've experienced all that because other people were big enough to say no to the guy in the mirror and the girl in the mirror and say, Lord, work through me and touch that boy right there. Look, God is not going to heal anybody or set anybody free, or raise the dead and open the blind's eyes because he made you righteous. Now, y'all got to catch this one. He's not going to do anything wonderful. These signs follow them that believe. He's not going to do none of that stuff because he chose you to be the apple of his eye. That you're some powerful person, and you are. Y'all got to catch this. He's going to heal and deliver and set people free and give them life, abundant life, because he loves them. He's on His passion is for them and for that passion and that love to get to them instead of us trying to be Christian and trying to be righteous and trying to be, You know, I want to prove that I believe in Jesus. He's just wanting us to get real thankful (sighs) that he's in love with us. And quit trying to live up to the identity. Just let the identity come to us (sighs) and take over in us until it manifests through us. And we can all say at the end of this thing together in unison look what the lord has done that's why he's going to heal them and deliver them he chose you and he trusted you and me to open up our spirit and receive the promise so that we would be empowered in identity in his name come on look ladies and gentlemen When you're baptized in the name of Jesus, that name above every name, you get authority that comes with that name. When you're filled with his spirit, you have power. It's one thing to have the power, but if you ain't got authority to use that power, is anybody tracking? There's something about the weight of the name you can feel the power but until you let the authority of his name and you agree with it and you go willingly down in that watery grave that's so foolish i mean it's like he chose the foolish things of the world I mean, really go down and water yep it's about obedience it's about man i don't understand why in the world it's about trusting him It's about following Jesus like Jesus went down in a watery grave, he was baptized, amen, and and the Spirit fell on him. The weight of the name. got a few things I want to read to you because it's important that you know that I'm not coming up with this idea, amen, even though God's talking to me, and when he talks to my spirit, I can actually go to the book called the Bible, and it's... (laughs) confirmation's there when he speaks i mean encourage every one of you here today be thankful you have a bible okay that's good but be more thankful that you understand the weight of the name because when you catch that and you give god permission to take over in your life you will become a written epistle read and known of all men he's still writing god is still speaking And he's speaking through you and I that gives him liberty. Amen. And become the mouthpiece of heaven. Amen. People need hope, don't they? Well, if you'll say exactly what he's saying in the moment, that truth, they'll get hope. They'll get life. They'll get healed. They'll get set free. If you understand there's a truth in every moment that facilitates fulfillment, not only will you be fulfilled, but the people God places in your path will get victory, and they'll be fulfilled. (laughs) Amen? Otherwise, you can take that Bible that we mistreat all the time and kill people with it. Because the letter will kill. Did y'all know that? It's when we think we're intelligent. I mean, come check with me. I'm the Bible answer man. I'll give you your Bible study. I'm finna kill you, though. If you don't have an ear to hear what the Spirit's saying, you're in trouble. If when I speak, it's not confirming what already the God nature in you has already placed in you, if I'm not speaking in the moment as the Spirit utters through me, I'm not helping you. I can quote you Scripture all day long, and you're not going to get happy. You can memorize the scripture, but until you can hear God speak it into your spirit, you ain't got it. So it don't matter how many scriptures you, that's not going to save anybody. It's when you let the promise come. Come to your life and God takes over and instead of now amen the and the word was made flesh you and who and I who are flesh are being made into his image we become the very word of God that we only say what we hear our father say and we only do what we see our father do this is how we become fulfilled amen So, I'm going to read you a couple of passages here. One in Colossians 3.16, it says this, Let the message about Christ and all its riches fill your lives. Come on, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people. You shall call his name, and you're called by that name. Let the message of Christ and all of its riches, riches, richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Right, when? In the moment. Come on, there's a truth in the As he's given it, release it. As he's given it, release it. Because now the creator is now bringing hope and life and fulfillment. Hmm sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts, thankful hearts. It's important. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. You know, in in the NIV, it says it this way, and whatever you do in word or in deed, do it all in the name of Jesus Christ, a representative giving thanks with a thankful heart i can't not stress that word that sean walked up he wasn't in the staff meeting this morning we serve the same father we're hearing the same word he said there's one word i want y'all to know that's resonating thankfulness Oh, but pastor, if you only knew what I'm going through and what I'm going through right now, I want to be thankful, but it's just hard to be thankful when it ain't fair. anybody? Don't raise your hands. But you've said it, and you've said it out loud, and you've said it silently, and you've thought it, and you've drove down the road getting madder about it. Right? The weight of his name. Jesus says this in John 4.23, very important passage. He said, from now on, I'm reading from the Passion Translation, from now on, that means you know, y'all need to move forward. Don't, don't forget this. Worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but the right heart, a thankful heart. For God is a spirit, and he longs to have sincere worshipers who adore. They adore him. They're thankful. In the realm of spirit and in truth. Can I I paraphrase this? Regardless of the circumstances. It's important that you catch this. Regardless of the situation. Regardless of the relationship dynamics. Regardless of the soap operas going on around you, or regardless of how you're being treated on the job, regardless of how you're being treated at home. So for us to be Christ, it's not possible for you to do that apart from the promise of the Father. Amen. And so can you imagine, just want to give you a few examples here, set you up, amen, to uh, put the enemy under your feet. Amen. And right now, the resistance that I was picking up before I walked up on the platform, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Sean said, I kind of feel subdued to today. I said, yeah, that's my signal. It's awesome. God has a word, and the enemy is shaking in his pointy-toe boots. He, he's worried, and he should be, because he's going to lose a lot of ground with several of you today. And he's been hoping you would keep entertaining and hosting the lie that you're believing, the religious lies that you believe. Anybody believes Every one of us have got religious lies in our life that we don't even know about right now. And, and the mercy of God is, and get thankful, y'all, God's going to open your eyes, He's going to enlighten the eyes of your understanding. He's going to help you get delivered because they had nobody in this room arrived in their Christianity yet. Amen. Amen. I know, Pastor, why did you have to tell everybody I hadn't arrived yet? No, I'm not picking on you. I'm picking on the enemy that is causing us to host lies that we shouldn't be hosting. This this guy right here, if, if I could get you all up here, and me down there so I could talk to you. Because from God's level, the bride's up here. When I'm operating in this place right here, right now, I'm operating kind of like the best man at the wedding, you know? That ain't the most important person. The most important person is the bride. Amen? This will help some of you. We need to get a revelation of the kingdom of God. He's in love with his bride. He loves his prophets and his preachers and his... His apostles, he loves them too, but they ain't the most important. They're gifts that he gives to the body for the work of the ministry. But his bride, don't touch my anointed. When everybody thought that was the preacher, then he goes on to say, but, but, and says, "But and neither do my prophet no harm, please." <laughs> but he's in love with his bride, and he got a job for his prophets and his preachers to do and don't touch my bride. Don't you don't you treat her out of order. And some of you have been mistreated by ministries. Some of y'all have been hurt by and they're people, they're flawed, they're don't beat them up no more. Get up, get thankful that God trusted you with it. If you got beat up by a pastor or a preacher, get thankful. Because God trusted you because there's other people that are hurt that need you to get over it and grow up so you can help them out of their pain and their offense. Is that okay? And I, I can't promise you I won't offend you. Because I'm dealing with a guy in the mirror too. And I need you to pray for me. And I need us to be family. And I need I need you. I need Jesus. And you got a part of him I don't have. So I need you to be in the name. I need you to understand the weight of the name so that he can get through to you. So I can be finished. God can get me to where I belong. That's how powerful you are. Man, I do not have none of this planned. It it's coming. Can you imagine Daniel? Y'all got to catch this one. Daniel, he's a good guy apparently. But Babylon comes in and just captures Israel. Beats them up real good. And God was okay with it for some reason. And Daniel and some Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they they, they become very influential in Babylon. But I want you to focus on Daniel for a moment. Daniel is brought out of Israel into Babylon, and uh, they change his name from Daniel to a Babylonian name, and they make him go through all the dark arts, sorcery, witchcraft, all that stuff. He has to learn all that stuff because he's picked to be one of the wise men. How in the world did he maintain his integrity and his faith in God? They made a eunuch out of it. They changed his name. He has to learn everything about Babylon, everything in opposition to the God of Israel. And God's okay with it. Now let me ask you all a question. Was that fair? And I'm just telling you, we as Americans, without me being derogatory, I don't know if any one of us, and ain't nobody in America could handle what Daniel went through. Because we stuck our thumb over some silly stuff. i'm not talking bad about powerful people i'm talking bad about the enemy that manipulates us to think certain thoughts and have certain mindsets that's messed up oh yeah i just called the enemy out just then didn't i on purpose because in the next few moments you're going to find out that whatever you're going through if you're sucking your thumb you're missing out on your miracle if somebody's treating you wrong at New Life Fellowship, that should be a better sister or a better brother. Like, God, why are they doing me? Why are they, why they act like that? If you're entertaining that dynamic, you're missing your miracle. I know because I've done it before. Yes. So Daniel, he's going through, to, it's just, it just ain't right. This is messed up. How, how does he maintain walking in the name of the God of Israel? What does he do? It says it right there in the Bible. When this is your homework. You go read it. It says it bluntly. He goes to his, his special place in his, where, he, where he stays at. This is his little apartment room. And he kneels down. And he prays. And he thanks God. That's what it says. And he thanks God. And wisdom comes behind that. Clarity of vision. He knows and he can see things that he didn't after he's thankful. That he's a eunuch. He's thankful that he had to go through all the things that totally defy the God of Israel. And now he is a servant of Babylon. And he's thankful. And did y'all know that he was under three different kings? And every one of those kings said to Daniel, your God is the God of all gods. Now, was Daniel a witness to a nation but my Pastor, I'm willing to do that, but I just don't want to have to go through what Daniel went through. I, I'll be God's mouthpiece, but man, I, it's amazing all the things we'll do for God. Some, some, some people say, as soon as I win the lottery, man, boy, I'm going to bless the kingdom of God. That's another lie you're hosting. And the enemy will get you to agree with that. And you're so sincere with it, man, I'm, I'm buying my lottery ticket this week because, man, I'm going to, Bless the kingdom of God as soon as I win. Y'all got to quit hosting these lies. Pastor Lowe, you getting it? Boys getting silent in like Yeah, because you're hearing something now. Daniel. Daniel. somebody, Pastor Lowe's preaching against the lottery. No, I'm not preaching. <laughs> I'm preaching for something, y'all. We need to let the Lord be the Lord we need to let him be king of his house the lottery is not jesus that green stuff called money that's not god that's mammon you'll catch on eventually and god will trust you with it as long as you have a heart for it but he's got to be the king And Daniel was not attracted. Neither was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego attracted to all the gold and, and the gifts of Babylon. They were attracted to one thing. Amen. That was the one they walked in his name. And they impacted a nation. And that those kings, all those kings, God loved Babylon. God was after every soul in Babylon. That's why Israel was there. That's why Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was in Babylon because God was after all the people of Babylon. Joseph, was there anything fair about what he went through? I'd like to be able to be powerful. Okay, well, look at what Joseph went through. And when you go check it out, read it for yourself. When he would pray, he would get on his knees and he would pray and he would be thankful. And when I read about how he was treated about it by his own brothers at church, I mean, the church he went to sold him out. Bound him up and put him in a pit and lied to the bishop. Right? Am I telling the truth? And Joseph goes to Potiphar's house. And while he's in Potiphar's house, he didn't lose his integrity. He was thankful. And Potiphar knew that his God was the God of all gods. And then the devil lied on him. He ain't not done nothing. But he was thankful. Somebody's catching on finally. He goes to prison in Egypt. And while he's in prison, the head jailer finds out that his God is the God of all gods because Joseph was thankful. You can read it for yourself. And to me, he had every right... I'm talking about my American rights. He had every right to be offended. And he should have went and told them off. He should have went out there and picketed about this. My God, can you believe me being treated like this? I'm speaking not against our nation, y'all. I'm speaking against the spirit that's tormenting our nation. And the only hope our nation got is when the people of God realize who they are and they step back in their identity and be Christ. I'm not political, y'all. I'm for Jesus. If you get all up in po- into the politics of what's going on in our world, you'll get sidetracked and you'll miss what God's saying. God ain't got no heartburn in our world right now. He's after our, all the trouble going on in our world. is the perfect scenario for him to show up and show out. He's just waiting on his people to get a revelation. You're not going to save the world. He's going to save the world. Your politics ain't going to make a difference. The kingdom of God is going to make a difference. Amen? Isn't that the way Jesus believed it? If you follow him, he went right through Rome. He went right through all the things that's going on. Amen. The Roman government had dominion when Jesus showed up. He didn't spend his time worrying about the politics. He came to reveal the kingdom and and, and help everybody know who they were to redeem us, to reconcile us through his grace. i got a few more moments here to talk to you. And so Joseph, he goes through the same thing. And the king, the Pharaoh at that time, when Pharaoh finds out about Joseph in a prison, I mean, the Pharaoh, this is what God is so faithful. When we need him and we cry out to him, he'll show up. He's faithful. And did you know Pharaoh was disturbed and upset because he had a dream? And he didn't know what to do, and it was taking his sleep away from him? and he was willing to kill all the wise men if they didn't tell him what the interpretation of the dream was. And someone that was impacted by Joseph that said, "Boy, his God is the God of all gods." Goes up to Pharaoh and says, "I know of one that can tell you exactly." Was it because he was smart? No. It's because he was thankful. If y'all catch this, if you get thankful, you'll be surprised at the wisdom that follows it. You'll be surprised at the intuition and the seeing that, come, your eyes will open when you get real thankful. And you'll know things that you can't explain. I don't know how I know this. Because you bent your knees and you got thankful. And you thank them for whatever the circumstance you are in that's not fair. You've been mistreated you've been sold out you've been put in prison it's sick whatever it is that's going on you just get full of thanksgiving that you're breathing and that God trusted you to be in this tornado in this hurricane in this prison in this pit and he just comes right there right where you are And he's able to show you what he can do with you in that circumstance that gets you ready for something that's going to blow your mind because you got thankful. And Pharaoh calls for Joseph out of a prison that he didn't deserve to be in, but that was the lie that he was tempted to host. No, he was right where he was supposed to be to become who he was designed to be. Somebody's going to catch it here in a minute. You'll get it. It's not about fair or unfair. It's not about you being gifted. It's about you being faithful. You get faithful to being thankful, and God can use your gifting. But if you don't ever get thankful... Your gifting will knock everybody out. You will offend everybody in your path. You will lord over people. You will dictate because you're gifted. But as soon as you get over your gifting and you become Christ, now God can use your gifting. Somebody's going to catch this in a minute. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And when Joseph came and interpreted the Pharaoh's dream, Pharaoh recognized that his God was the God of all gods. There was none like him, and he was elevated next to Pharaoh. You reckon God loved the people of Egypt? You reckon he was after them? Did God need a type of Christ in Egypt so that he could get through that type of Christ and offer them hope? Somebody's going to catch it. You see, in Acts chapter 2, Babylon and Egypt was represented among the nations. This is going to really challenge some of you right now. And it was because of a Daniel and a Joseph that there were some Egyptians and some Babylonians that switched over to Judaism and acknowledged the God that was above all gods. And they showed up. It's right there in your Bible. Amen? And all the, I love Pentecost. It's awesome. I'm not talking about a religion, y'all. I'm talking about a feast day that God set in place that invited all the nations to come participate and receive the promise. That's what, the, that's what Pentecost represents. It's not about the nation of Israel. It's about humanity. It's about Adam being restored, redeemed, reconciled back to God. Amen. And see, they come early. They didn't come. They come early. They come for Passover. And at Passover, they become a part of the mob because they didn't know any better judaism yeah we believe in the god that's above all gods and jesus was being beat up by the religious group has religion ever caused you to beat be, beat jesus up before yeah every one of us have we didn't even know we was crucifying him to an open shame. we have beat jesus up more than we want to talk about Anytime. That you look down on anybody in humanity in a derogatory way, and you don't see the value that God sees in them and what he's after, you just rejected him. Is anybody tracking with this? You can't help it. The only way you can get delivered of rejecting Jesus is to receive the promise. To be filled with spirit and with fire. To go down in water and be grafted in, baptized into his name. And then and only thing, when you come up out of the water, is all things made new. When, when, when we come up out of the water, when you're baptized into Christ, and you come up, all things are made new. The old is passed away. Rejecting Jesus is done for. I'm accepting him now. I'm embracing him. I'm after what he's after. You can only do that when you receive the promise. And so they said, crucify him, let his blood be on us and our children. Ignorantly, they did that. Ignorantly. And they become a part of crucifying Christ. And when the day of Pentecost came, they heard a sound. All the city heard a sound. And I've done just a little bit of study on that, that when fire grows, when it gets intense, it creates wind. Wind. It creates a storm. And the sound was so great that everybody in the city came to where it was at because they heard this sound. And that fire broke off into fires all over the, the upper room people. And the Babylonian group and the Egyptian group among other nations were wild because they heard them praising God and being thankful And they said what means this and peter began to preach the gospel message that if i can ever encourage the christian world to catch it this is that which was spoken by the prophet joel in the last days of god i'm going to pour out my spirit on all all flesh everybody gets to receive the promise what you're experiencing here They're going to experience. This is to your children and their children, and as many as the Lord God shall call, everybody can step into the name and accept their true identity in Christ with thanksgiving and become God's house. Yeah. I said that to say this. My grandmother, Edna Wallace, God took me on a journey back this weekend and showed me, it broke me down, y'all. It got me. Because I seen something about her I missed. And it was all because it wasn't time. Now was the time for me to catch you. I'm talking about some situations that when I look back, I go, like, God, I, I remember walking by the room and just looking in. She's on her knees. And the attitude of gratitude that was pouring out of her and the things that God was speaking through her prophetically in the middle of something that you ain't supposed to have, be able to do that. Look, when you get news that your son has just been run over by a motor grader, mm-hmm. laid six inches off the ground, rolls him up, has his legs behind his head, every bone in his body is crushed, and the news is, I can't even believe he's alive right now. Get down to the hospital because he's dying any moment. She's standing at, the, she's standing at the, her sink, washing her dishes, and the Spirit of God came up on her before she gets the news and lets her know to pray. And she got in the spirit of thanksgiving. I mean, right there washing her dishes, man, she's just unloading. Thankful, man, God, you're awesome. News comes. And she not, and she hears that, oh, that's why you're doing that. I got you. You're finna do something. Because the Lord spoke to her and said, oh, he's going to be okay. But all the facts, all the facts said, oh, no, he'd die in any moment. He can't live. That was the facts. But the truth in the moment says, oh, no, he'd be fine. And she caught the truth in the moment. Oh. And it facilitated Thanksgiving. And it fulfilled her spirit. And when she walked into the, into the emergency room, the doctor met her out, and they're they're wild that he's still breathing. His legs have folded. The backside, every bone is broken. He sits out there in that condition. And it starts raining. Ambulance gets back, and it gets bogged down. They had to get a dozer to pull the ambulance out. Everything's wrong about this. He shouldn't even be alive. They're wondering why they even brought an ambulance. Bring the hearse. But she caught the truth in the moment. <sighs> and when she's in, she's in the emergency room. The doctor's thinking she's going to be freaking out. And when he tells, she, she's like, oh, he's going to be fine, doc. Everything's okay. And the doc said, ma'am, you don't understand. We don't know why he's still alive. And she's like, it's going to be fine, doc. Relax. And she goes over and sits down. I'll be sitting right here when he comes out of surgery. He's going to walk out of the, he's going to walk out of the hospital. The doc said, he ain't ever going to walk again. That's the facts. But the truth says, oh, he's can walk out of here. Somebody's catching this. And she sat right there with a spirit of gratitude and thanksgiving that God would trust her with this situation, this circumstance. Anybody in a boat that feel like it's going to go down any moment? And Jesus is on the boat, and you're screaming at him like, my God, can't you believe we're we about to perish, Lord? Anybody ever been there before? she just stayed thankful and she worshiped God with thanksgiving amen and she just and as he would speak she'd speak it he walks out of that hospital in six months while he was on the operating table he comes to his jaws everything's broke and he tells the doc hey doc fix me up the doctor like fell out because there's a there's a Jesus sitting out there in the, he's sitting out there in the waiting room and he's doing what Jesus does because he has a house, he has a temple, he has a representative that's letting him work. Regardless of the facts, the truth makes you free. And he lived almost 70 years old. Amen. Amen what situation are you in right now what circumstance that's going on in your life that just seems so unfair and as soon as i get this taken care of lord i'm gonna be your person you can count on me i'll I'll live for you lord as soon as i get this cleaned up you're never gonna clean it up he wants to clean it up he just needs you to trust him and he made it so simple and light this is how arrogant i am okay y'all ready that's how I arrogant am. I ain't preaching to nobody here. I'm preaching to the guy in the mirror. I'm so arrogant that I think that I can fix my problems. Wow. I think I'm smart enough that I can get this taken care of. Soon as the Lord, soon as I get taken care of, you can count on me. I'm with you. That guy in the mirror, he'll believe the devil and make you think it's Jesus talking. And he'll give you scriptures to support it. Did you know that if you're in a lifestyle or if you're in a vice or you're in sin or you're whatever it is that's got you in prison, it's because you choose to be there. How you, how you, well, hold it, Pastor. No, I don't want to be here. Well, no, no you, you choose to be there. That, that's how it works, ladies and gentlemen, because... Jesus says, if you believe, all things are possible. That's what Jesus says. And for me to tell Jesus, as soon as I fix this, you can count on me, is to tell him he's a liar. If all things are possible to them that believe, believe what? He's the Savior, He's the miracle worker, He's the answer, He's the source. Has anybody ever justified sin or justified sickness or justified, well, you know, this is where I'm, this is why I'm where I am and, you know, the Lord knows I love him. You've heard that before? Have you ever said that before? The Lord knows I love him. But we're justifying where we are, the prison we're in, whatever it is, and and he's still saying, no, all things are possible to them that believe. What is it that I'm not believing, Pastor? If you'll go back to bend in your knees and becoming thankful, your eyes will open. Wow. The moment you decide that I'm going to live a life of gratitude and thanksgiving, the moment you decide that you're exactly where you need to be right now and you catch the truth in the moment and he becomes the source, he's going to blow your mind because wisdom's coming right behind that thanksgiving your eyes are going to open up behind that thanksgiving. If this group right here, this group right here, if all of us got in unity over thanksgiving and gratitude, if everybody in this room got so focused on being thankful, regardless of what's wrong with our world, what's wrong with our relationships, what's wrong with new life, if we just got thankful, all of a sudden our eyes would start opening. And then wisdom would flow. And then everybody in your path would start drinking from the rivers of water of life. And there would be miracle after miracle after testimony. And this community would catch on fire. Texas would get filled like a lake full of water in the spirit. Just if we would choose to let what he's already set up which is simple and light, light and easy. That's what the Lord said. My yoke is light and easy. Don't take no brain power for this. i am become the mind. i become the brain. i become the source. i become everything. You just get thankful. Why don't we put that to the test today? We found out that resistance to walking in the Spirit is real, and and the enemy ain't stopping, but he ain't going to have a leg to stand on if you get full of gratitude, because the moment I become thankful, I adore him, regardless of my circumstance, I adore him, that's the worshiper that worships in spirit and in truth, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. The storm I'm in is where, where God wants me so that He can show me how strong He really is and how in charge He really is. And He don't want me fixing nothing. Amen. He wants me to get delivered from the lie that the enemy tempts me to host. He's always tempting me to host this idea I got to fix this and I got to fix this and I got to go back. I got to go back here and fix that. No, no. I need you to be right where you are right now. Get in the moment. Get thankful. You're breathing because I'm after you. You're not breathing because you're intelligent. You have have had a bad diet. You have done things in your life. I've kept you alive when you should be dead. You're only here because I'm after you. Get in the moment. The Holy Spirit wants to fall all over this building, right? For the next little bit, amen, let's all stand. And if there's something that you can be thankful for and bless him because he's good, would you meet me up front with Daddy? We're just coming to Daddy. You know what? I thought I was thankful. I'm fixing to be thankful now. Can we all just come and start offering up thanksgiving and praise? just you and daddy nobody else here but you and the one that's after you and you watch what's about to come behind this thanksgiving y'all watch god bless you guests if you need to go you're welcome to go but in the next little bit we're just gonna give some praise and some thanksgiving to the one that loves us and lets us live god bless y'all today Just you and Jesus. Just you and Jesus.